know what time it is, people. It's your boy, JT the One Man Show. Just like to wish you guys a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Again, I want to thoroughly thank you. You've been keeping up with it. Um, this is the fourth installment of the podcast. Um, first official fourth official episode and I apologize I was supposed to do it in the month of September it's October 1st you know what I'm saying um the boy been a little busy with life you know and sometimes it be like that but yeah so uh this was gonna be pretty brief um what I really wanted to talk about lightly um is stuff that uh, has been going on, what's been going on on the comedy scene, at least as far as the past, you know, month and some change has gone. So since the last time I did a podcast, uh, three specials, stand-up specials have came out uh, that I wanted to touch on. All of them were very funny to me. Um, I don't have like a ranking forms because um, I don't I, I wouldn't say I really liked it in particular order but uh, it was Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones I believe that came out August 26 um, on Netflix it was a Netflix special and I'll talk briefly about it here in a minute um, Bill Burr Paper Tigers um, his Netflix special came out um September 10th, I want to say, and then Gary Owen um, had his stand-up special that came out, came out on Showtime, I think it was uh, either September 20th or like the 15th or something, I think it was the 20th, I could be wrong, but that one was on Showtime. Um, Also, I want to talk about, uh, a little bit about Paul Mooney and the the allegations that came out on that man. And that's pretty much it. That's going to be the, the gist of the podcast. Um, uh, it last 30 minutes, who knows. Uh, but yeah. So, yes. First one I'm going to talk about is, you know, one of the greatest. Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. Um, when it released August 26th, um, he got a lot of criticism, you know, about the special, kind of because of what some of the stuff he touched on. But in the title, of course, it sticks and stones. And uh, you know, if you ever heard the, the little, I don't necessarily call it a nursery rhyme, but the little jingle that most people are aware of growing up, you know, sticks and stones can hurt my Bones, but words will never hurt me, or something like that. Um, so that's kind of how he put it out, you know. Now, my personal opinion is this wasn't his best stand up uh, special. I would have to say that uh, his previous one was better than this to me. Um, I feel like this one wasn't necessarily rushed, but it was, 
I mean, it's hard to explain. Like it, it was his opinion, but I, I think it was like surface level opinions. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't necessarily thoughtful in ways. Not all of it, you know. Of course, some of the stuff he had in there, was, but then other stuff was just simply. I don't know. I guess other stuff was just simply, you know, <sighs> poking fun is the word I want to say. Mm. I guess I, I'm not trying to necessarily criticize his his special, especially if I ever get to a level where I got specials. You know, um, last thing I want is like another comedian getting my shit per se. But you know. It was like, let me see, how do I explain it? It was like, I guess, let me put it like this. I ain't even gonna say it, let me put it like this. What, what almost made it, I don't wanna say subpar, but some of the jokes um, seemed a little weird to me is like it's it's jokes I actually kind of had written down that he said which is weird or like not even it's like not maybe written down so say it's like on a pen and pad but like in my head sketched out like he, he had something about uh, abortions and uh, fathers uh, not being not being responsible for like paying, paying, taking, paying child support essentially. If you know, of course, the mother has all the right on saying whether or not we keep the child. You know, um, which <coughs> where where I had it in my head is I didn't actually have something written down that made it fun. His case, he, he had it written down and made it funny. I was trying to think of ways how could I make it funny, but I just never got to it. So I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna say like he took a joke from me in any kind of way or whatever. But I guess it, it also makes me feel like I'm on the right track because my my premise, you know, what I'm saying the joke premise is like I'm there. It's just a matter of you know bringing it out you know and that's what the open mics are for that's why you go to them that's why you practice so I mean hopefully I'll get there mm. but um yeah and of course the uh at this time you should have already seen the special but <laughs> the juicy smoulier joke I just thought that was hilarious um and the, how we brought it up you know as far as instead of Saying Jesse Smollett, he's, he's Juicy Smollett. It was a very crafty way of uh, presenting something that everyone was already, you know, aware of because of how you know big it impacted uh, the world, I guess. But um, yeah, man, it was uh, all in all. It was good. I don't think it was the best work. A lot of my friends um, said it was like one of the best specials they've ever seen. And I just can't say the same. 
and that's no disrespect to Dave Spell. I mean, the fact that he could put out more than one special and they all be, you know, top tier caliber shit just goes to how remarkable that man is when it comes to stand up. And I think part of his part of his um, prowess, for lack of a better word, is that it doesn't look like he's ever stopped working out in terms of uh, doing stand up. You know, even when he left his show, he was still doing stuff. Um, you know, he had stuff stored away. He just keeps going. So yeah, some some of the stuff he said, I feel like it was just easy stuff. Just uh, I don't want to call it filler, but it, you know, it possibly was filler. You know, some of the jokes he said just seemed real. And I don't want to say punching down because I hate when critics and all that be like, oh, he was punching down, so it wasn't really funny. But it just seemed like for a person of his magnitude, it just seemed like the jokes were simple, you know. But I also go back to like how many he's put out and sometimes as a, as a person who tries to write jokes, um, you, you, you come across these times where you like overthink, like you don't, you overthink it, you know? And sometimes the, the simple solution um, is a lot funnier than, you know, going into detail. So, you know, sometimes it, it, it could have just been that, you know, with some of the jokes, but... I guess I don't want to point out which specific ones, but yeah, I don't know. I like to think think that I like about like stand up specials and stuff, and also like what what makes me nervous about like always watching specials now is the fact that since I'm trying to do it, I'm nervous about like when I'm I don't want to say idolizing. You know my peers per se um, but it's like I don't want to take like I want my jokes to be original so I don't want to take from other people you know what I mean and a lot of times if you start listening to people you know what I'm saying and, and watching their work and like try to figure out how you want to do yours you can kind of fall into that you know kind of a unconsciously, you know, and consciously fall into that, you know, so that's kind of like one of my things, or like if I'm, you know, doing a set, and like the set might not be going well, <coughs> like since I'm starting out, like what am I going to fall into, you know what I'm saying, am I going to stick to the script, or am I going to switch it up, and when I switch it up, like trying to go off the top of the head, is it going to be my shit, or is it going to be you know what I'm saying? Some shit that I think is mine, but it's really something I saw, you know, X amount of months ago with some random, you know, comedian. You know what I mean? So, if you ever watch the Joe Rogan podcast, sometimes he talks about that too. Like, paying attention to too many comics, you start to, you know, think like them. That makes sense. I mean, you could, you could kind of correlate it to uh, 
real life too. You know, when you you got certain friends that you hang around all the time, you start to, you know, mimic certain things, you know, that your friends do. It's just, I don't know, an environment thing. That, that's, that's what makes humans successful. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we are still here in a sense. You know, we adapt. Um, we tend to, uh, you know, adjust to environments, mimic certain things, you know. Anywho. Um, the next special I want to talk about is Gary Owen. Without an S. That's all he always says. Um, and his special was called Doing What I Do. And it was on Showtime. And this was actually like, out of all the ones this month, I, I honestly thought this was the funniest one. And I think this was his best special. I saw other specials that really didn't hit for me from him. You know, what I like about Gary Owen actually is his podcast and his um he did some some Shaquille O'Neal you know all-star comedy uh jam episodes or whatever and that's where I actually like liked his stand-up per se but his specials didn't really hit for me but this one definitely did I feel like he did a great job on it um one of the parts that I liked about his is he <coughs> I should say why I can relate with him is because he talked about like his military experience and you know he was in the Navy I was in the Navy um, he was actually stationed in San Diego I was stationed in Virginia but like he well that's I ain't gonna talk about his backstory per se but yeah he uh he talked about his military experience and like being a, a military police officer and like stuff he ran into, which I thought was pretty funny and relatable, of course, because we both were in the military. Um, one part that stuck with me was uh, he did he did a um, he did a bit about when he before he enlisted and like the recruiters were coming out to him and stuff and he was like the first one that got to me was the marine and that made me laugh just because you know before i enlisted that's the first people that came to talk to me you know what i'm saying you know and they gave me that same little spiel about you know we're the first to go in and you know all that shit like nigga <laughs> first to go in you know we at war right now nigga i'm not trying to be the first to go in that day but uh yeah, man, the, the Marine recruiter for me, man, that fool, <laughs> I mean, he was just so, like, like, raunchy. It was, like, almost uncomfortable. Like, that man, <laughs> let me talk to you, man, man, player, you know. You know, you come with us, man, you're going to be, you know, we're going to be on deployment, but when you, like, go on, uh, on your leisure time, the women love us, man. They love our uniforms and everything, bro. I'm talking about you gonna be spitting in so much pussy. <laughs> Not just like, <laughs> like that nigga literally 
was making spit noises talk about nothing and pussy like that shit was the most awkward and like hilarious shit but um of course I, I ended up not you know picking up Yeah, and he, um, but aside from that, you know, he talked about his family. He was talking about Black Twitter and how, like, they was going in on him. You know, if, you, if you're not familiar with Gary Owen, or Gary Owen, without the yes, uh, he, his wife is Black. Most of his comedy, not that he intentionally makes it Black comedy, but he talks about his life and experiences that tend to relate with black folks, you know, it just is what it is, but, uh, and I, a lot of people who I talk to, when I tell them, like, you know, well, when I spoke about this last special, they all kind of said the same thing, you know, I don't really like his comedy, because it's about, you know, my wife is black, and I'm like, but this special is not like that whatsoever, like, I mean, he, you know, takes little snippets out of it. But, you know, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, no no particular order with, you know, Dave Chappelle and Gary Owen. But, um, yeah, those are two good uh, stand-ups. And the last one um, was Bill Burr's Paper Tigers. This one kind of was along the lines of the Dave Chappelle joint in terms of how he feels about society as a whole right now. Or maybe not necessarily as a whole, but in terms of the entertainment business, you know what I mean? And, you know, cancel culture and not being able to be a man. You know, you gotta recognize the differences in people. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty good. It was classic Bill Burr to me. Um, I feel like within, within the three uh, stand-ups um, that I watched, uh, his was more along the lines of himself. You know what I mean? Like, you know, certain stand-ups, people kind of change, and they talk about different things. Bill Burr kind of stayed on his, along the lines of what he's known for, right? Like, being, being, can, what's the word I want to use? Standing in his convictions on how he feels about certain things. Um, he also has a black wife. Um... So he's talking about his wife, you know, he talked about uh, his dog, so I guess he, he, he has a new baby, and like, his dog is crazy, so they had to like, instead of putting it down, they like gave it away to his, uh, his trainer, his dog trainer or whatever, so that he ended up taking it, uh, and he's just telling, kind of telling the story about how like, he's always... He's always had ankle problems, but he he talks about, like, controlling his emotions. So, even though he wanted to cry, it just comes out as anger. You know what I'm saying? Here he, he go taking care of, you know, this animal for eight plus years. 
and then you got to give it up for, you know, you know, you got to give it up because you love this, <coughs> you love this woman, and also, you know, you, you got a baby who you, you know, got to make sure it's safe, you know, he was talking about he didn't want to be that guy where, like, you know, his dog ate his baby, <laughs> now he, like, you know, talking about, you know, on the news, talking about, yeah, you know, the dog loved everybody, and he recognized that the dog was aggressive, and, you know, never really was kind to other people, so, you know, he let him go, but, uh, yeah, and I know, and I don't want to go into detail with their, uh, specials, because I would rather you actually go view the specials, because they all work more, in my opinion, uh, yeah, they all, they all bring something, they all bring something, most definitely, um, yeah, the last part I want to talk about today doesn't necessarily have anything to do with uh, stand-up specials, but it still has to do with comedians. Um, if you guys never heard of this, um, what I call uh, organization, for lack of a better word, it's called Comedy Hype. It's similar to like DJ Vlad, um, if you ever saw that on YouTube. Uh, Comedy Hype is a, is a group of I want to say comedians and some journalists who do interviews, but they're, all their interviews are in the realm of comedy, right? Been following on Instagram for a little while now, and um, their YouTube page. I think I, I ended up doing a YouTube page before I did the Instagram. But it's crazy because they, they followed me first which is weird, um, but I guess they were just like, you know, getting their shit out, and I guess they saw that I had a comedian on my Instagram thing, but anyways, um, this part I have to talk about is in regards to Rashawn Khan, if you don't know who Rashawn Khan is, Rashawn Khan was a bodyguard for the late and great Richard Pryor. Um, the fucker came out with a book, or is coming out with a book, but when they were doing, when Comedy Hype was doing an interview with Rashawn Khan, this man uh, was talking about Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor Jr. Essentially what he says, and I'm summing it up, um, you guys could go on YouTube and type in, you know, Comedy Hype with Sean Khan. I'm sure it'll come up. But um, he says that <clears throat> Paul Mooney allegedly raped, was a rape, molested um, Richard Pryor Jr. back when Richard Pryor Jr. was a was a minor, um, and it got to Richard Pryor's attention, and Richard Pryor ordered a hit on Paul Mooney, but essentially due to uh, Richard Pryor catching on fire. Um, if you don't know, Richard Pryor um, set himself on fire. Um, if you ever saw, there's a movie called Jojo Dancer um, that kind of is like a layout, an actual movie about his life that he starred in. You know, um, kind of 
showing what led up to him catching himself on fire. There's also um, Johnny Carson, I think is his name, one of the late night people. There's an excerpt you can get with him and Richard Pryor, where Richard Pryor kind of talks about before he set himself on fire. He, um, he was watching a documentary or a special on like monks and like they were so strong in their convictions that they were willing to set themselves on fire and it kind of threw them aback like damn like you're so strong in your convictions that you're willing to set yourself on fire and him being high at the time I guess he felt he felt the same <laughs> I guess he felt like, like let me try the shit I guess and you know setting himself on fire but Sean Khan actually in that interview too Sean Khan also says he was there actually and he actually like stepped out of the room he like stepped out of the room and then like went to take a piss or something and when he was coming back he just saw a ball of fire run past him which he of course knows now was Richard Pryor and whatever so if you watch the movie Jojo Dancer and you watch uh, well I shouldn't say you watch but, but yeah if you listen to and watch the interview with Rashawn Khan they don't necessarily correlate but you know with movies with movies you know you want to take out some stuff add certain stuff to make it more you know of a movie type thing he also shot his Bentley or shot his car too around the same time I don't know I guess when you most comedians are troubled souls and I guess Richard Pryor was no no different um but yeah man on top of that um Rashawn Khan was essentially questioning Paul Mooney's manhood of course not just for the molestation but like Paul Mooney legit being a homosexual, you know, like legit with the dookie love. That do 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 dookie love. You gotta get that, that RB flavor, you know. But, uh, you know, and I apologize, but you know, <laughs> I just find that that term hilarious. Uh, I can't even remember when uh <laughs> ah, one of my partners uh came out and told me that let me show someone told him that no offense to any uh you know uh <laughs> gay person or like that but uh, uh yeah anyways uh that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on uh this month We'll see what comes on. We'll see what comes up within the next, uh, towards the end of this month, I should say. Um, again, I apologize for being a little late with it. Right now, uh, my pace is uh, one episode per month. Um, hopefully, I plan to kick that up maybe every two weeks or once a week. I guess depending on. Uh, material and shit I can pick up. If I ever start like traveling and stuff for my comedy, I think that'll be more it'll be a lot easier for me to do 
you know, once a week or something like that. You know, just gathering more, more stuff. Cause outside of that, man, you know, I tell you, man, the thing that holds people back is just life. You know what I mean? Like all the shit that you gotta deal with in the world. The thing that separates like successful people from unsuccessful people is outside interference. You know what I mean? So you just gotta try for anything that you wanna do that you wanna be successful at. You just gotta try to narrow down your your stuff. Some people some people are built to multitask and others ain't. And I can honestly say um, when it comes to multitasking, yeah, I could probably do two or three things and juggle it okay, but outside of that, you know, it's, it's all going to be a mess. So, you know, with the whole podcast, podcasting, you know, I still got a full-time job, still got a kid, you know, a uh, full-time student. So, you know, I got a lot of stuff and still trying to do right jokey jokes and uh, commit to those. So, I don't know. Here in a few months, I'm probably going to um, cut back on some stuff. So, hopefully we get a, you know, pick it up and really hit it like I want to. You feel me? Um, but, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, until next time, my people, stay blessed. Stay humble. And, uh, yeah, man. It's football season. Watch you some games. Oh, the Spencer fight, man. I don't know if you guys are in the boxing, but Earl Spencer, that boy the truth. That boy is the truth. I'd like to see him fight Pacquiao. Um, yeah, man, that that fight was uh was pretty nice. Um, you know, I ain't had no money to get it on the pay-per-view, but when that joint drop on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? I'll rewatch it and and it's uh in his detail. I was just reading the, the transcripts of the fight. That's how much of a boxing enthusiast I am. Alright. That's my last little uh, rant. Um, so, we're going to stop it here. Peace out.